This is Geek Gamer Live, episode 268, recorded on Sunday, August 28th, 2016. PAX Prime Preview 2016. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Geek Gamer Live. It has been exactly one year, almost, maybe give or take a few days, since we've done this show on this network. And I decided it was time for it to return. Probably coincidence because it's PAX weekend coming up and it's time for a PAX preview show. We'll talk about PAX. We'll talk about what we've been doing. I'll talk about that noise. We'll talk about that. And we'll talk about Sorry about that. various other things. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, I'm your host, Chase. Joining me this week is... Uh, you know, he's here for every show. Here he is, Mr. John, just Ducky. Ke- oh, there's there's no Ducky. No show. John's not here because uh, John um, decided work was more important. All right, fine. But someone that is also here, uh, and he's a, a great help to the show. He holds tremendous weight on his back. Here he is, folks, Mr. Not Joe. Sorry. I screwed that up. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> it's this There's guy. The pack mule. Yeah, that's the pack mule. Cameron Ashley. Hey, Cam. What's going on, buddy? Not much. Sitting here growing the beard. Yeah, man. That's uh, that's that's a lot of beard. Yes, it is. Well, I don't have to shave because I'm not at uh, Fish and Wildlife currently. So, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. No, uh, no government regulations on that stuff, right? Actually, it was uh, my employer regulations. Oh, really? I had to look a certain way for them. Well, you can look a certain way for us now. Right, Joe? Yeah. Joe Falby, uh, he's got more things around him now. He's got, let's see, uh, a light panel. Uh, he's got... Uh, I moved to the bookshelf. I the, mean, that's the big thing, right? Yep, that's huge. There's no bookshelf. There was a bookshelf right behind me, and now there's not. So now there's, um, let's see. Oh. There's a plane behind you. Three, three airplanes. Yeah. And then one of my, my big AP quads is back here, and I don't know where my. AP what's the, what's that in the That's corner? Is that a, like a just a white box or what is that? Where? Uh, what corner? It, to your left, bottom left. Oh, th- that. Yeah. This this thing right here. Yeah. That's the back of one of my old uh, Apple Cinema displays. Oh, okay. Oh, one of your old thirty inches that just yeah. yeah. I'm down to two. I've only got two 30-inch monitors now. <laughs> First world problems. I'm not using either one of them. They're both across the room over there. <laughs> as, as rocking pe- that... Uh, What's that, Cameron? I said he's rocking that 4K now. Yeah, it's a it's a 28-inch 4K in front of me and a 31-inch 4K over there. Okay. All right. Yep. And is it is it worth it? I like it. Okay. I like all the pixels. So let's let's first talk about I guess uh what's been going on. Um it's been about a year since we've done this show. And a lot's happened for me personally in a year, and I'm not going to get into that. Uh but what I will get into is the fact that I do miss doing this show. I miss uh chatting with my friends and actually also having interviews and bringing other people on from time to time to, to talk about uh their favorite geeky and gamey topics. So the show was back. 
And a lot of you are probably going to be quick to ask, hey, does that mean Minecraft me is going to return? No. I'm telling you right now, not for the time being. One show is enough for me uh, for the time being. However, uh, I felt that this show uh, brings a little bit more flexibility in regards to just doing these things, talking about gaming, topic, talking about tech, talking about TV and movies and, and game shows and whatever. Uh, so that's why this show is back. It is not just back for PAX, but it's going to be back going forward. It may not always happen on a Sunday. Sundays tend to work best for me. Sometimes it doesn't work best for others, but we'll be flexible and we'll see what happens. But I'm happy to bring back the show. The other thing I'm, I'm going to be up front and tell, tell you guys about is, and this is kind of like one of those big disclaimers, there may be times on this show where it may not be family friendly. We, we try to be nice. We, we try to be kind. But, you know, maybe we might have a, I don't know, uh, a strong opinion about something. And, you know, maybe a word or two might fly or the subject matter might be a little bit sensitive. It's one of those things that I, I kind of want to throw out there right now and let you guys know that the, the direction of this show might change a little bit uh, in that regard. So if an F-bomb flies or we're playing something of suggestive material or a, sh or a game that is rated for mature audiences only, like Grand Theft Auto Golf, Uh, you know, that's going to happen. There's on a lot show. of cussing in Grand Theft Auto Golf. Oh, yeah, totally. There can be. Or even with golfing with your friends. So, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My <laughs> first time. There's some hilarious moments in golf with your friends. Yeah, so, so I, I just wanted to throw that out there right now and let you guys know uh, that I'm just going to try to be as real as I can be. I, uh, Try to give myself a, a a professional, you know, look to you guys, and and I and I try to make it all polished as I can be, and I but I'm just a one man operation, and so I'm gonna make mistakes. I'm going to um, do a lot of ums and uhs as I pause, and I really shouldn't do that. I I actually have you got to put the little stickers on top of your well, monitors. Again. So I have the side side shot here that you guys you guys can see, and. I know you, this doesn't really come up on camera very well, but over yeah. here is a sticker right where I'm pointing. Yep. And that sticker says, no, um. And I have that sticker there because... No, um, what? No, just no, um. No, no, um, what? Well, like... Like, no, um, uh, what? That's what I'm talking about. What? To try to tell myself not to say, um, or, uh... You know those words that when you're listening to something on the radio that just kind of just drill into your head and just gives you this, uh, uh, people don't want to hear that. People want to hear good figures of speech and paragraphs and just good canter. Words. You, words. you, you know, you know all the best words. You, you know, the, the, you have the best words, right? No. No, I don't know if I have the best words, but but no, man. I I just I I want this show to be a little bit more lax than it has been in the past. I feel like I try really 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 hard to get I don't know, creative and interesting content out of the show. I feel that, you know, after doing this for 10 years, maybe it's time for me to change it up a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I should have a beer while I'm doing the show. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what people like. 
Well, our, we're in the Pacific dislike. Northwest. We could completely change the format of the show. Well, I, I, I am well aware of, of the potential <laughs> different things that could be done on this show. However, it's still not 100% legal everywhere. Uh, That's so, true. So I, so I couldn't exactly do that. Uh, and in, in addition to the fact that probably my employer wouldn't appreciate that either, and, and you know, and there's probably a lot of other things. And I'm not going to talk about what that potential thing is, you guys. You just figure <laughs> that out for your own self. So, but no, I, I don't know about you guys. Do you guys miss doing this show at all? I mean, really? Or Joe? I mean, you're you're the one outside of John, who's not here, by the way, uh, uh-huh. that has done this show the most. I mean. I think you finally uh, passed Umberto, uh-huh. who was a co-host on the show for a many, many year, and then he decided he didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. But obviously you got the lighting, you know, you got your camera there, you got a little bit of a set going on. So you must enjoy doing the show to some degree. Do you think that there's well, any kind I didn't of... Get the, I didn't get the light or this for the, the, um, for the show. Oh, these, oh. are for, these are supposed to be for the land, and I just haven't taken them there yet. And actually, <laughs> thinking of that, I mean, I did, but the, the lights that we get that are higher end, because these are cheap lights, um, right. don't have the right kind of plug on them for this kind of DMX. I have to get adapters. Right. Uh, and actually, like the stuff behind me, there's a couple of Cisco switches in that rack back there, and those are one of those is the lands and stuff like that. I mean, you know, it's, it's just very, the RC stuff is mine, you know, because it's fun. But I just, I don't know what kind of show this is, should be anymore. Should it just yeah. still be talking about gaming and geeky stuff? Should it be just hanging out and with your friends? Should I really give a rip? Well, if you if you if you really want it to be popular, it needs to be an annoying Irishman complaining about video games. Why an Irishman specifically? You haven't seen that guy? Who? Craig Ferguson? Oh no, there's a there's an Irish guy who does a bunch of video game like content and so, so I only watched it so because he had something on the Vive, and after that, I haven't watched any of it because it's really kind of annoying. So, so are you saying that the best way to have good content is to copy somebody else? No, no, no. I'm saying the best way to have a lot of viewership is to copy somebody else. Ah, uh, fair enough. Having original content does not mean, or good content does not mean high viewership. Well, I mean, look at all the uh, people live streaming Dota. I I still can, how, how can people sit how can people sit around <laughs> honestly you guys how can people sit around uh-huh. I tried to sit down and watch Dota I can't I mean I it was cool by the way when the championships uh is that what they call them the championships the the international the, the, uh, the, the international, international yeah. yeah yep anything with the in front to emphasize how prestigious prestigious it is makes me laugh a little bit yeah like the internet the the internet yes or yeah. Remember, it was the Facebook for the longest time. No, it wasn't. Yeah, didn't it start as the Facebook? I don't think so. I, I chat room. I mean, I don't know. There's a handful. I'm, I'm, of a, you. I'm a a truly knowledgeable base on the history of Facebook. That thing that I do not use or like. Fair enough. But get, getting back to it, <laughs> getting back to watching Dota on Twitch. There's like yeah. people watching twenty, thirty, forty thousand people watching it. Is that the future yeah. right there of competitive gaming? Dota. Or uh, that's the present of competitive gaming. Okay. Do you guys enjoy watching that on the internet? Uh, I I will admit that I did watch a little bit of the Dota two matches, but only because you could watch it in VR, and I really wanted to try it and see what it was like. All right. I had no idea what was happening and what was going on, 
but it was kind of cool to see the game board in 3D laid out in front of you. And Wait, you could so how does, it like, how oh, does that, that would be cool to watch? So how does it that, actually was really cool? So how does that work in VR really? Like, what do you mean watching it? Are you able to kind of navigate through the board? I don't get it. Or are you just watching yeah, the same so, thing that you're watching on a streaming window, but just on the panel of the VR? I mean, what's the difference? No, so uh, so yeah, you're basically um, for Dota 2 VR. Uh, the way the the way it works is when you get into it, you're in like a um, you're in a room and you're with, in a room with other people who are also watching it. It's like separated rooms where where people are watching it in VR together, and um, you can't see the other people. You can kind of see where they are, just like from sort of a headshot sort of thing. And um, in the main room you have uh, on behind you, uh, when you come in, is statues, uh, one for each team that has stats and information on the players and stuff like that. And then there in front of you is a big board game, like a big, like a coffee table size version of whatever map they're playing on. And you can actually see them running around on the map and uh, see how things are going and how what points they're taking and stuff like that. I don't, honestly have no idea how Dota works, so I don't know what any of it means, but you can see the map where people are playing. It's actually really cool. And then if you want to get a closer look, you can actually go down into it, and you can be the size of the characters in the game in the lanes as they're going through and doing combat and stuff like that, and you can see it in real time as they're, as they're doing that. It's, and you can zoom out and get kind of more of an overhead view, and then you can go all the way back out to the room and see the whole map again. It's uh, it's actually really, really well done. It's 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 pretty good. It's worthwhile to check out. Uh, if you're really into Dota, right. it'd be really cool to watch a match that way. But I don't know anything about Dota and had no idea what was going on, so I was only able to. I only it's watched a, like it's actually five really, minutes. really well done. It's so is it a so it's a is it a, a live action real time strategy game basically? Is it kind of like a Dota game? is is um uh it's called a MOBA, but I can't remember MOBA. what that means. It's it's um. Uh, it's a certain multiplayer online battle arena. So it's not an RTS. It is There is a lot of strategy behind it, and it is real-time. Um, but it's, yeah, a, an action real-time strategy is, is one of the other names for it, I guess. But it's um, it spawned from some of the uh, Star, or StarCraft mods or WarCraft mods. I can't remember. One of those. And it's... Uh, uh, I think it was a WarCraft mod. Uh, yeah, it started, um, a map for Warcraft three, actually, is, is what the Wikipedia article says. So it's, uh, or began with a Starcraft mod and then later a Warcraft mod or a Warcraft map. But it's, um, that's what it is, is it's basically you are, you control, um, like the heroes in Warcraft, you control those heroes. And then there are minor units that are around the map that are moving and, and you can have minor control over those. And you're basically trying to keep and hold points from the other team. And it's just a back-and-forth game. But the way the maps are set up, there's at least three lanes. And uh, there are multiple points along those lanes. And the idea is to get back all the way to the other player's base and, and take out their base. Um, at least I think that's the idea. See, I, I guess I could get behind it if the game was more, I don't know, less fantasy and more felt like a, a Command & Conquer with military units or a Company of Heroes or... Something like that style, but this this kinda... well, there have been there have been games like that in the past, and they have never caught on. Um, and the thing that makes the thing that makes those difficult is by the nature of the weapon set in that kind of real, more realistic strategy game. You can't have the same you can't have the same things happen 
you, you know, with the idea of a fantasy environment, you can have spells that are cast and stuff like that. Again, I'm not I'm not a fan of of MOBAs. I don't play MOBAs. I don't watch other people play MOBAs. I don't really get them. Um, but I do understand why people are, see an appeal to them. I just don't understand why people have such an appeal to watching other people play them. But I don't understand that about Let's Plays in general. I mean, why would I watch someone play another game when I can just go play that game? So this brings Unless up, it's an informative thing. So this brings up yeah. to me an interesting thing that I was thinking about before the show today. And I wanted to get your guys' input on this. Okay. Am I getting too old for this? <laughs> Meaning, define this. So, and I'm going to define this. Okay. And define too old. I, I'm. That's also a really good point about. because... Uh, you're definitely not the oldest person here. That's that's well, that's true. Very true. I mean, we we all know Cameron is, you know, a young spring chicken. You know, yeah, with with the fluffiness. No, um so with the gray, I was showing that. Yeah. I, mean, I think I think he's going to cosplay Santa Claus at the uh, at Pax, right? Oh yeah. Good. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> the bag of gifts is really just equipment that you're you're holding and, you, and carrying oh, around. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a great idea. No. Uh so what I meant by getting too old is so full disclosure, everybody, I'm 37 years old and I'm wondering, and I've been doing this geek gamer thing for 11 years now and I've been trying to figure out, okay, I'm talking about gaming and geek stuff. Meanwhile, these young, cool, hot YouTubers are out there. They're making this great slick looking content. And here I am, 37 years old, thinking, man, that game is just kind of crap. Or, or yeah, it's it looks okay, I guess, but, you know, it's just not for me. You know, not my style, not my thing. And obviously, I play different games now that I'm older as opposed to what I played growing up. And so I wonder, you know, does it ever come to a point where I'm just going to stop doing this gaming thing and just kind of kind of relax back to what I used to play growing up or whatever and not care about new stuff or or anything like that because when we go to these shows when we go to PAX and we go to E3 we don't really see a lot of old people there I mean and I I mean I know there's one offs here and there I'm just talking I'm just talking about averages I'm just talking about what we see in general I mean have have your guys's gaming habits change throughout the years as far as what you play, the, the type of game that you play, uh, your amount that you're playing? I mean, Cameron, I'll, I'll ask you, since you're the seasoned veteran of gaming here, has it changed? Uh, I don't play as many shooters as I used to just because I don't have the reflexes for it. And I like, the say, the golf in GTA because you can work with the ball spin and stuff like that. So it's a different style of gaming, I guess. So what you're saying now is you're, you're, uh, you're looking forward to Tiger Woods golf on the PC. Is, is that what you're telling me? Um, I don't know. I've never tried it. I might have, have to, though. I haven't thought <laughs> about it. <laughs> so, so your game types have, do you care about new games coming down the road? Like, I mean, like the hottest new shooters, like Battlefield 1, for example. Great, great example. Big game going to be coming out here very, very soon. World War One, does it matter to you? Not as much. I think my BF4 rank is like 14, just to give you an idea how little I've played that. Joe, what about you, man? Uh, 
you know, that's tough. It really depends on the game. Um, I don't, you know, there was a very short period of time there where I was into multiplayer games a lot, and I'm not anymore. Um, and I don't know that it's be, I don't know that it's because my attitude about multiplayer games has changed. I think it's because the communities that you play in now have changed. Um, they've gotten, they seem to have gotten much younger, and I seem to have gotten, I don't want to say older, but less willing to put up with their crap. Um, you know, it's it's just just a it's just different. But I I still look forward to shooters. I'm looking forward to Battlefield One. I mostly look forward to single player shooters, though. Honestly, um, oh. GTA has been one of the few exceptions for that. Uh, you know, I, although I have played all the way, of course, I've played all the way through the GTA um, GTA Five uh, single player twice or three times now, um, and had a had a lot of fun doing it. And then I've had a lot of fun playing it online with a very select group of people, not with the general public at all. See, that's the other thing. Uh, yeah, that's the thing I really like about GTA Online is that I can choose it online. I, I just right. wish with Grand Theft Auto Online that I would be able to officially run my own box, and if I want to run mods, run my own mods. I mean, there's some incredible mods right now out for GTA Five. Uh, you know, like the the police mod, and there's paramedics mod, and there's like like all these different cool mods that you can run. I wish it would just let us do what we want to do with it. Well, you you so you you sort of can. I've been playing with a with something called Five Reborn, which is a community built server client setup for GTA. So have to have a legitimate GTA, of course, but people have. You know, you can load all the mods you want into it, and it doesn't affect GTA Online because it's not GTA Online. It sort of co-ops that and 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 connects you to a a private server network. Um, but but I think it it, it you know G, it, saying saying something about GTA is is you know sort of limiting. It's it's just in general. There's there's so much more um, young kids talking about having banged your mother last night on so many games now that the first thing I'd always do is turn off voice chat because that's the most annoying source of it. And then the second thing you end up having to do is turning off in-game text chat because it's the next most annoying source of it. Yeah, um, you're so right. You know, it's just, and it's, uh, it's you know, I'm a PC gamer. It's way better on PC than it is on console, but it's still pretty bad on both. But yeah, you still run and, into and it. it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And And again, I don't think... And I think that's the biggest driver for anyone to go away from gaming, uh, from from a lot of online gaming anyway, is if you don't find the right group or you don't find the game that doesn't have that kind of community, and and there are very few that don't, um, it's it's hard to you know sort of get into that. So I mean, um, when I and and again, it depends on the kind of game, and it seems like first person shooters are the games that attract that sort of mentality more than others. When I was younger. And I was a beta, and this is before I could even afford my own PC and something reputable and something good to play. I had uh, an Xbox, original Xbox, and I was one of the original beta testers for Xbox Live. And so I came with a headset, you plugged it in, and one of the first games I played was uh, an NFL football game where you can talk to your opponent. And it was cool because it was it was fresh and it was new, and you were able to you know, just get to know people and, and, and you befriend people and you add them to your friends list and everything. But it feels like more than ever, it's it's so much harder to find cool people to game with 
in a general setting like that, if, because it, I don't know, maybe my patience is getting, you know, more limited as I get older, but it's like, I just like you, I don't want to deal with the crap. I don't want to have to deal with some, you know, eight or 10 or 12 or 15 year old, sometimes a young adult, I guess, 21 year old who's just ripping me a storm in my ear. And I just want to just game and, and have a good time. And, and now I guess we have to fall back on communities, you know, like PDX land or, you know, some gaming communities on Reddit and Facebook, like the Geek Gamer TV page and our forums where you kind of find people that are in your ballpark, I guess. I mean, I used to welcome the opportunity to meet people on those chat realms. And I still kind of do, especially when it comes to Twitch. Like I could be gaming GTA or I could be gaming something. And you get the regulars that come in and they, they actually like you for you because of your style and how you are. But if I was going the other way where I was trying to go and discover other people, I find it very hard to do in that realm. I just, it gets tiring, I guess. And I don't know. I mean, do you guys still go out there and try to discover other gamers? And like, Joe, when you're in the, watching the MOBA or Dota, sorry, MOBA, Dota, <laughs> um, I mean, do you engage in the chat or are you just kind of lurking back as an observer kind of a thing? No, I'm I'm lurking back because the first thing that happens when, when you hop into that and and think about even you know, and we're talking about HTC Vive people, so we're already talking about a pretty pretty small group, you know, a very very small percentage of PC right. gamers, which is already a small percentage of gaming in general. Um, the first thing I heard when I hopped into it was, "Turn off your microphone. Everyone's breathing into the mic, and yada yada yada." And turn that cra- and and it was like, you know, I understand it's it's annoying, and I and I sort of get that, but having someone who all all they seem to be doing is every time somebody new came on who'd never been in it before the first thing they they would yell is shut off your mic not how to turn it off not where to go look for it just not even being ruined the entire it. experience by coming into this with a with what is perceived as an open mic uh no mutual respect kind of just yeah exactly it's it's you know and, and that just sort of sets the tone Anytime something like that happens, it sort of sets the tone for everybody in the experience. And then, of course, after that, the only guy who's talking is that guy. And the only thing he's doing is bitching about people coming in who've never tried it before turning off their mic. So it, it's it's that sort of, I think, that attitude. that it's. I'm not saying it's limited to gaming. I'm not saying it's limited to a specific kind of gaming. I'm not even saying that that all gaming is that way. And, and I don't think most gamers are that way. But it's they're the loudest most obnoxious voice and they're the ones who get heard the most does that make sense yeah the thing is though that's interesting to me is i i tend not to hear or see people in my age bracket or even in cameron's age bracket it's all it's 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 the young it's the young uh gamers that i feel like is and i and i know there's organizations and groups like gamers with jobs and other groups like that that kind of cater to the uh, to the mature adult audiences, if you will. But it, it kind of feels like after a while, and it leads back to my original point, am I getting too old to engage in that community because of the fact that it is so overwhelmed with, with young adults and kids? So I think that the, the, the thing about this whole, this whole discussion hinges on, at least for you, is 
what kind of gaming do you enjoy? And this 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 should be everyone should ask themselves this at some point when they start reaching the point where they think gaming is not as much fun as it once was, or that they, they, they're thinking about maybe doing something else. Is is there still a kind of gaming that you enjoy? And why are you not doing that gaming more? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So if you don't like, you know, like in my case, I don't I don't really do MOBAs, but I just finished a playthrough of Abduction today and really had a good time with it. Uh, it made me think. It made me get frustrated at times. I had to get up from the game a couple times and go do something else. <laughs> but... But in the end, it, it was a, it was a very good experience, and it was and it was fun, and I'd love to do more of those. Um, and that's the kind of gaming I'm leaning towards. So if, and same thing with GTA. You know, I don't play GTA Online with other, with random people out there, but I play it with with a set group of friends, and and I play offline. You know, just single player, not super regularly anymore, but I used to play it all the time. Um, and and it's the same thing. And then even like Counter Strike. Counter Strike was the game that I did. I it was huge when I when I first started doing a lot of PC gaming, online gaming. It was in Counter Strike. It was Counter Strike Beta Three, I think. So that's like two thousand one, and had really really good times with it. And the game structure of Counter Strike, I think, is still a lot of fun. And if you're in the right group, it's still a lot of fun. And there are some servers out there that are a huge amount of fun, but out there going out and trying to find a general public server that is just full of random people is not at all appealing to me because I know I'm going to end up in servers where people are either it's extraordinarily one-sided. One team is just dominating the other. Everyone is yelling at each other because they did something wrong. Uh, or every, the guy who keeps winning keeps calling everybody, you know, whatever saying that they're all his bitch or something like that. And those things don't appeal to me. So when I go play Counter-Strike, you know what I do? I start up server with a bunch of bots. And I can, they don't ever talk to me. <laughs> they don't ever, uh, you know, they don't ever say anything negative. If I want them to be difficult, I turn up the difficulty and then I'm getting my ass handed to me. Uh, and it's, it's a, it's an enjoyable experience. Um, I don't know. This makes making me sound like a hermit, but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> well, it's, that's, it's, that's what I'm afraid of. Right. I, I'm honestly, that's, I don't want to sound that way. And I feel like I'm becoming that. And I don't want to become that. Like, I truly enjoy gaming in general. And I love all these different types of games from shooters to simulations to, uh, I mean, right now I'm really hooked on City Skylines. And, and I just can't, like, pull myself away from that. But <laughs> there's all these different types of games. But yeah. then again, it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm becoming a curmudgeon. And like I, you know, these kids, and they keep yelling, and it's like, stop it! You know, I just want to play and have fun. It's like, stop taking the fun out of it. You know, it's like, so then, then find the games that are fun and make them fun for you. It gets and don't and don't lonely. worry what it seems like. Yeah, I know, but it gets lonely though. You know, you want to, you want to, like, you know, let's say for example, well, you guys aren't around. Well, then right? you need to start playing some GTA with Cameron and I because we're on like five days a week. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> And we do play a lot. We do, yeah. For yeah, hours should, and hours. Look and see how many. Yeah, 431 hours of GTA for me. So let that kind of leans into my next thing that I wanted to talk about, and that is PAX. As you guys may or may not realize, this is going to be our fifth year as Geek Gamer TV, Geek Gamer TV covering the Penny Arcade Expo, which used to be called PAX Prime. Now it's called PAX West, which, by the way, that pisses me off. Yeah. 
leave it the original name. It made it special. It made it the cool. original name was was Pax. Right, well, that's true. There's only one. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I understand when they added the other the other event, you know. But they called it Pax Prime, which was kind of a right. cool name. It was kind of yeah. This is the original. This is the one Prime. Right now it's Pax West. Well, yeah, it's because they don't want the other Paxes to feel bad. Well, I don't care. I'm sorry. They don't want the people attending the other Paxes to feel bad. This is this is this is a a a going back to get off my lawn argument. I think. Ah, fair enough. I, I'm gonna move on from that part. <laughs> but we're 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 uh, we're gonna be covering the event uh, for the fifth year in a row. Why do you guys put up with me and do this? Uh, <laughs> I mean. What 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 attracts you guys to come up to PAX and, and check it out? Is it for the games or just for hanging out or what's it mean to you? Joe, I'll start with you. And we'll go to camera. Uh I, I don't have a good answer for that, man. Oh uh, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a usually a pretty good time. It's um hanging out with you guys is always fun. Uh PAX itself uh, if I wasn't going for free on a press pass, I would not be going to PAX. You've said that about any convention, to be fair, though, Joe. Not any convention. Oh, really? But I, I, there are there are some conventions I would. Well, okay, I'm not personally paying for, but my work is paying for me to go <laughs> and stuff like that. Okay, all right. Um, but uh, but yeah, at least for PAX. I mean, I would I would go. I would probably. I would probably go to E3 again. I might go to CES, but I wouldn't want to go to CES as media or trying to cover it. I would want I would want to go as a as, you know, an industry professional, I guess, and get information and learn more about stuff, not not go there to get coverage for other people. That's um, man, I missed that. There's missed there's stuff that. like that. There's stuff like that I would still go to and I would still be happy to go to and see. Um, but PAX is just there's just so many people there and it's so crowded and I know those are the same things. I said the same thing two different ways. Um, but it's, it, there's, it's just, and the, the amount of actual stuff to find out about is it's so hard to sift through all of the chaff to find anything interesting. Uh, you know, even even when we when we tried to go like the indie showcase, you know, the problem one of the problems with PAX is there's no there's no basement hall with very few people in it. Do you know what I mean? At at E3 at CES, there was always a hall somewhere where there were not all that many people in it. Right. It, there were still interesting things to find out, but you weren't surrounded by 10 million of your closest friends, um, whether you wanted to be or not. Right. And it at PAX, there's nowhere to go like that. Everywhere you go is super crowded. The board game rooms are super crowded. The hangout areas are super crowded. The the food areas are super crowded. The the I can think that the parking lots practically are super crowded. I, I can think of almost nowhere at PAX where there was just a handful of people, just you know whatever. And uh, we did find that one place down under the what was it, under the stairs, right by the underground uh, roadway. Yeah, the under the escalator <laughs> scene. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But there was nothing there. Yeah, there's nothing. You know, I'm I'm talking about like 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 E3. The the times I've been to E3, there's always been a hall where 
there's still booths there, there's still exhibitors there, but there's not all that many people there because the booths that are there are all low budget booths that are not, you know, they're that are that are just people trying to break in. And the closest thing PAX has to it is that one upstairs hall. And Which, even that thing is always crowded. And it's and it's it is rough. It is rough to get right. back there and talk to people. And right. if you want to have an interview or a quiet conversation, you actually have to pull them away to somewhere else. Um, right. It's tough. It's very it's very just tough. so loud and so crowded and so busy and it's well it, is it's it, just, is that is that because though that PAX is open to the general public as opposed to an E three where it's industry driven. I think that's exactly what it is. It's it's one of the few events a year that that, that general gamers can go to, and because it's become so diversified, right? It's not PC gaming. It's not console gaming. It's not cosplay. It's not. It's all of those things. It's tabletop gaming. It's it's you know they're trying to cover every possible contingent of people, nerdy ish people. Uh, they end up attracting all of them, and because it's so busy, they sell out so fast. So they're always is you know they're almost always at very very near to capacity. And you know again, I think that's just a you know old man complaining about kids, but. <laughs> I'd I'd rather I'd rather go somewhere that's, you know, um, you know, PDX. You mentioned PDX Land earlier. Cameron and I've been to PDX Land for years. I've been to every well staffed every single one. That there are definite times at PDX Land. It's still crowded, but there are times at PDX Land where you just feel like not you're not the only one in the room, but you're in a room with a, an appropriate number of people, and and they're all people that you can get along with and are reasonably well. And it's it's just kind of comfortable, and I've never ever felt that way anywhere at PAX, even in the spots where there aren't all that many people. What are your thoughts, Cameron? I lost track of the original question at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we still going to PAX? Oh yes, hanging out, <laughs> checking out. Uh, I like the hardware and some of the indie stuff. That's pretty much it, really. Thanks a lot, man. That's what I said, hanging out. Yeah. I, I thought about like, what about with the creating dudes. what about creating content? No, no. Take it or leave it, honestly. Yeah. It's I, just an extra hassle on top of uh, an already stressful event. Well, why do I put myself through it then, I wonder? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for, for, for the free packs ticket. <laughs> it's more than that. I mean Getting in an hour early on Friday? That well, really, usually usually thirty minutes early. That's what late. it is. It's getting in early <laughs> and getting into the press room and getting that sweet sweet waf- Wi Fi. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> no. sweet sweet barely faster than LTE Wi Fi. That's that right. One. Yeah, because everybody's saturating the LTE towers anyway. Uh, no, I, you know, for me, obviously there are. I think there are some diamonds in the rough, and I, I and I my goal every year in, in, in the covering aspect is to try to find those diamonds in the rough and find those games that are barely known and give them a chance to have their voice heard and also personally to learn about them and 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 find out more. Uh, a great example was a couple of years ago, it was called um, uh, uh, Super Mega Baseball. I think it's or now it was called Big Fly Baseball, but it's now called Super Mega Baseball. They changed the name, and it was they had a small little booth up on the sixth floor up the convention center, 
And I saw this baseball game of these cartoony characters. They weren't real names of baseball players. And the guy is literally uh, about a two-hour boat ride away over in Victoria, B.C. Uh, his name's Scott Drader. And we know we, we talked about the game. We, we showcased the video up on the website. And it actually turned into one of the top-rated baseball games uh, for a PC and console like last year. It, it got like incredible accolades for it. Uh, he's going to be at the show again this year and going to be talking uh, talking to him about some new stuff coming up. And, you know, those are the things that I that I enjoy. The I've learned a long time ago to, unless unless I was big, like a, an Angry Joe or Angry Video Game Nerd or, you know, one of those guys where they have, you know, like a half a million or even more followers on YouTube and, and all these different outlets, then yeah, I could cover a big, a big, big game, and people would care about my thoughts and what I feel about it. But I really don't think people care about my thoughts about Battlefield One, to be honest. But if I was talking about a game that is not out, that's coming out, and no one else in the mainstream is really giving them kind of a, an outlet, kind of like what you're talking about, Joe, where in the the bowels of E3, and they're they're hoping for somebody to just come by and say hi. Uh, <laughs> You know, that's that's what I'm I guess I'm trying to do with with the coverage. Um I did have an idea though of a, a video or a, a series of videos where we uh you know tell people what PAX is all about. Kind of give us a direction to create a video of something. Uh no one responded to my thoughts, so therefore I I didn't say anything further cuz no one commented on any of my thoughts. So. But of course I love hanging out with you guys. I mean, I I saw Joe a couple months ago. We uh, and you two, Cameron, came down, played some Vive, um, hanging out. So you know, I I love those opportunities uh, to hang with the friends because I I don't get any opportunities up here to do that. So and so and that's my other excuse of of doing this geek gamer thing, uh, because of that. So, uh, so yeah, we're gonna be doing packs. We're gonna be covering it this weekend. No live stuff, but next Sunday we'll we'll do a wrap up show. Uh, we'll we'll chat about what we saw. Uh, we'll take loads of pictures, hopefully. Hopefully, John will be there uh, and all that fun jazz. Uh, but, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this weekend and, and doing that sort of thing. Is there anything this weekend at PAX that you guys are kind of looking forward to and, and seeing? I mean, for me, uh, the Star Trek VR seems very, very interesting, and I have an appointment set up for us with NVIDIA to check that out. Uh, but is there anything that you guys are interested in at all or just – just seeing how it goes. Cameron, what do you think? Anything uh, this weekend? Uh, kind of looking forward to the us taking advantage of the press credentials and actually going to a couple parties. <sighs> I was waiting for somebody to say that. No one was saying that. I didn't want to be the first one to say that. Okay, fair enough. All right, uh, so, so we're doing some we parties. We haven't done it, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yep, yep, yep. Then we'll have some stories to probably tell on the Sunday show. All right, fair enough. Anything else? Not that I can think of right off the top of my head, but all right. What about you, Joe? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, looking forward. the The party should be interesting. We haven't really ever done that at PAX in the past, so that that should be good. Um, you know, I've kind of looked over what's happening at at PAX, and none of the big things seem terribly interesting. You know, it's all the same old stuff. I'm trying to figure out where my phone is so I can look at guidebook. Um, 
It, it, that does annoy me, by the way, that they don't put any information on their website. It's only available in guidebook. Um, you know, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. We'll see. There's, I'm sure there's stuff there that's going to be interesting, but I'm, I'm just not sure what all it's going to be. All right, fair enough. No games uh, that you're interested in looking into or anything like that? No. Okay. Not 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 really. I mean, the the most of the games that I'm interested in for this year either I already have or they're already out. Um or both for that matter. Uh there are a, there's things I'd like to see that are coming. I just don't know what they're going to be and they may, and they won't be at PAX. Um you know, we talked earlier about golf with your friends. Golf with your friends is fantastic and they keep doing adding content to it and they're supposed to be working on a new map and I really am looking forward to that. Um I'm surprised, Joe, that you didn't mention anything in regards to VR. I mean, you got a Vive, and yeah. I mean, we're going to check out Star Trek, uh, the Star Trek VR thing, uh, and yeah. no, and no doubt there's going to be a probably a good handful of developers, probably some in the indie booth as well, in VR. Uh, well, I'm I'm sure, um, and the the tough part about that is. Uh, there are some really, really good VR experiences that are already out there. Um, and then there are some not so great ones. Right. Um, so when it comes to VR, uh, I have an HTC Vive um, and I use it moderately frequently. Um, so yeah, I, have, I actually have one of my Vive controllers here. My headset's over there under a laptop. Why is it under a laptop? <laughs> I got to move that laptop. Um so, uh, you know, I, I do use it relatively frequently. Um, and I've tried, you know, like the, uh, the, the NVIDIA, um, uh, Vive experience, uh, that they came out with, what was it? Fun house or something like that. And that was pretty good, but it wasn't exceptional. It was pretty, but it wasn't a great game. Um, there've been a few really good games. There've been some games that have been a lot of fun that I didn't expect would be as much fun as they are. There's a game called selfie tennis, which is actually way more fun than you think it sounds like. Um, <laughs> You're playing, literally playing tennis with yourself. I know that sounds weird. Um, and uh, there's a another one, an experience. It's not really a game called uh, Hot Dogs, Han Horseshoes, and Hand Grenades. That one's a really, really cool, uh, real, relatively real life weapon simulation. So you have different, a bunch of different guns, and they they reload, and you have to work with them as if they were real guns. So you have to actually rack slides and and stuff like that. Um, and then of course Valve's Lab. Valve makes updates to that every once in a while that makes it makes it a pretty good game. Uh, the budget cuts demo. That would be the one game that, if they were demoing a bigger version of that at PAX, I would be a hundred percent over, you know, wanting to go see. But I don't think they're going to be at PAX. Um, budget that's the cuts one with the robots, a, right? That's the one with the robots. That one's yes. a really, really, really good game, uh, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, another one that came out relatively recently, but it is fully out, so I don't know how what they would have to show. Is um, what is it? Is it out of? No, not out. Out of ammo is another fun one, but that's not what I'm thinking of. Um, I'm looking through my list right now, but the thing about about HD about uh, um, VR games right now is it's we're in the Atari 2600 age of VR at the moment. Uh, you know, we're past Pong. That was that was the early VR stuff that that you could go to an arcade and, and mess around with. We're past that stage, but we're not to the NES stage yet. We're we're working on it, but we're not there yet. And we need a couple, we need a, a lower barrier of entry, and we need a couple of really, really compelling titles on it. And 
when we get to that point, uh, things are, are going to explode in VR really quickly. But we're not there yet. Um, and I don't know that there's going to be anything at this PAX that's going to really push us that direction. So we'll just have to wait and see. I think we're really waiting for at least another two years before another a, a really good upgraded con headset comes out for a really good price and then everyone is able to get into it. The other thing, too, we're waiting on is video cards. Um, you know, NVIDIA just dropped their new series of cards. I know AMD, I think, has a new series of cards that came out. Things are getting better on the video card front in terms of price per perform uh, for performance. Yep. Uh, but they have to get a little better for everyone to be able to experience VR. Um, 980s, last-gen GeForce cards, uh, a single 980 can barely do some of the VR experiences now. Uh, you really need at least dual 980s or a, a 1080 or better. Um, and uh, and that, and we're getting there. We'll be there, but it's going to take another couple of years for it to be widespread adoption. And then we're going to see some really cool content. Then I'm going to be want to. Then I'm really going to want to check a lot of that stuff out because we'll actually see. Right now, everybody's doing um, early release stuff because they want to get it out in people's hands. Uh, and in a couple of years, we'll start actually seeing, I think we'll actually see some AAA titles in VR space. And oh, yeah. that, that's when it will start really exploding. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's that's some of the things I'm, I'm really excited about when it comes to the VR space, because it's a another huge frontier when it comes to gaming. And it's one of those things that I remember growing up, going to Blackbeard's Family Fun Center in Fresno, California, and they had these huge, awful VR pods where you stand in you put on this 40 pound helmet and the graphics were these awful polygons and you had a headache within 10 minutes because of the weight of the thing and how awful it looked and now the vr like with the vive and for me i like the vive over the oculus and of course <laughs> i mean it's really i mean really uh it's it's a it's an all-in-one solid solution right now uh and uh, Oculus is really pay playing catch up, especially when it comes to the uh, uh, interface. Uh, you know, with their with their with their hand interface, which they don't really have out, or do they? I, last time I checked, they... Oculus doesn't. They keep saying it's going to be out for Christmas this year. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, but I mean, it, the cool thing is uh, the Vive gives you two different experiences. If you want to sit down and play, you can sit down and play. If you want to stand up and play, you can stand up and play. Yeah, Oculus, you can't. And and really, room scale is is if you've never tried it, it's it's worth finding someone or someplace where you can give it a try because it is a really cool experience, and it does make, um, you know, we we tried uh, shoot the first was it the first packs we were pressed at is when we tried Oculus. Uh, no, originally. It was just, uh, oh no, it was maybe three years ago. I want to say. Not the first so one, the, but yeah. when 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 we did the sit down experience in a mech, you did a race car, I did a mech. Yeah, the race car was awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, I played Harkin in that and the as mech, well. The mech was really cool. Yeah, Cameron, Cameron, I think did the mech as well. It was really cool, but I definitely got the feeling that missing link was the control set because you're sitting in one seat. I mentioned you around your cockpit. I and then and then yeah, you you have a you know a stupid Xbox control in your hands trying to drive the experience and. HTC beat beat Oculus market on that, and then also you know there's the whole other political discussion on HTC ver or uh, uh, Steam VR and Open OS VR versus Oculus's approach. Um, but that's a whole. I mean, that's a that's a show in and of itself. Yeah, honestly. and and I and I definitely <laughs> want to talk about that in the future because I yeah. think we're just on the cusp on something that is very very cool when it comes to this technology. And I remember that uh, seeing that for the first time, and actually I did the mech demo too. 
And I think the one of the comments I said was, it'd be great to see my hands actually touching the controls and doing stuff inside the mech. But you didn't. You don't see yourself in it. Yeah, and you that, could sit there and see yeah. the control panel in front of you and reach out for it, and, and it wasn't actually there. You know, and then, yeah, the guy sticks an Xbox 360 control in your hands and says, okay, now drive the Mac. And you're like, but, yeah, but I want to use those controls. These controls suck. I want to use those. Right, right. And actually, one uh, kind of getting it back to PAX, there's uh, one uh, interview that we have set up where it's a game that's being developed with custom controllers for the PC, like actual switches and dials and things like that. I love those kind of tactile feedback. It reminds me, and I know you don't like potato controllers, Joe, and potato consoles and all that. But Steel Battalion for the Xbox, the original Xbox, was an awesome game because you had this, like, 40-button control panel and with the two joysticks, and it was just it was all custom just for this one game. <laughs> and they, they came out, I think, with a, with a, a sequel to it. But it was, that was it. That was, like, the two games that you would play for this one controller, and it was, like, 200 bucks when it came out, and it was great. And I love those kind of things. And the people... Like the the flight simatics out there that that have the the real controls and the and like a co- I love that stuff I think that's that's the best so uh hey before we get out of here uh, I just want to say that again we're gonna be doing PAX coverage this weekend if you want to know where to get that coverage you can get that on our website at geekgamer.tv you can also sub- subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com/geekgamertv if you're watching us on Facebook Live right now or YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe or like our page, and you'll get that content there as well. We'll be tweeting out everything that we're doing at Geek Gamer TV. And by the way, if you're going to PAX this year, let us know uh, because we're going to be giving away these uh, not the not the phone, uh, but the the the, <laughs> the sticker, uh, the sticker here. As you can see, there's uh, it's kind of dirty, uh, but these really cool, awesome Geek Gamer TV stickers we're going to be giving out as well as some brand-new business cards so you can uh, hang out with us. And really, what Geek Gamer TV is all about is community, having fun with your friends, and just gaming and having a good time. And I'm, and I'm definitely looking forward uh, to hanging out with my friends this weekend for PAX. And by the way, this show is also available on iTunes. Just do a search for Geek Gamer Live, and you can download this show. You're going to see a whole bunch of episodes, uh, and then you're going to see this one. Um, and so... Looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to it. This episode number two hundred and sixty-eight. We've been doing a lot of these, uh, but we're getting back and getting the ball rolling. I want to say a big thanks to uh, Cameron Ashley. Uh, he's going to be our Cameron man on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Uh, we won't see him until late Friday night. So, actually, we're going to see me late Thursday night. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna breaking he's news. Taking Friday off, and I'm gonna we're gonna drive up Friday night. Or I'm sorry. Thursday night. So we'll be there late Thursday night. But yeah, we'll be good to go for Friday morning. Both of nice. us. Nice. Double ding. That's that's awesome. Double, double ding. Yep. Can we adjust the uh, reservations on our media breakfast? Whoops. Sorry. Hold on. There oh, you go. My, what are you doing? I, I, I'm hitting buttons. What was that, Cameron? Uh, I said, can we adjust the reservations on our media breakfast? Uh, I Yeah, I, I don't think that'd be a problem. We'll, yeah, we'll just crash it. Yeah, we'll just show up. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. John's not going to be there, right? So well, I think he will. Oh, will he be there? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> I don't know. All right, uh, Joe. Thank you as well, man. Um, and uh, I oh, uh, it, it wouldn't be a 
any kind of show without saying, uh, so Joe, when's the server going to be updated? But uh, honestly, we're going to be making yeah. a change here in what two days, right? Because I got to, we got to, we got to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I got to, I got to turn it off. Uh, maybe I'll turn it off tomorrow and uh, move it during the day, so it'll be down for like hours. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's the way it goes. Joe, tweet, and I'll retweet you. Just make sure you tag me. I'm not going to tweet. All right. Well, I'll send you a text message. You can tweet. All right. That that works. Uh, (laughs) By the way, the Minecraft server is still going strong. Uh, It is. And also the Xbox. It's running running uh, (laughs) 1.ancient.3, I think. 1.ancient3. But it's still going. But, yeah, we're going to discontinue the actual dedicated box. Joe's going to take over uh, dedication of that server in his garage. Uh, so thanks to Joe on that. But that's going to still keep going. Uh, by the way, if you're watching us on Twitch, please follow us on Twitch as well. We do a lot of gaming and geeky stuff, and I'm really going to try to gear that up again as I am doing the show as well. So I want to say thanks to all of you guys who have been there. Uh, hi to all the new followers and, and people out there. If you have any questions for the show, feel free to send us an email, info at TV For Mr. Joseph Falby, John Kessler, who's not here, and Cameron Ashley. Until we all talk again, we're all silent. And since John's not here, it's going to lie on Joe. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight. Are you waiting for something? No. Okay, good.